How do you feel about customer feedback? Do you struggle to get testimonials? Or maybe you get them, but you have no idea what to do with them. From listening to this episode, you're going to walk away with two things. Firstly, you'll have different ways to get strong testimonials, ones you can actually use to sell for you. And secondly, I'll share the different ways to use them to build trust and desire so that they make people want to buy from you. And as an added bonus, I'll add how you can use customer feedback to make what you offer even better. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. If you listened to the start of this episode, you'll know just how powerful customer feedback can be. It can sell for you and it can go a long way in making what you offer even better. But this can only happen if you actually get testimonials and feedback and if that feedback is strong. So let's start with ways to collect customer feedback and what to do if you just aren't getting much of a response when you ask. The most obvious way to collect testimonials and feedback is just to ask. And I would always recommend guiding people through the feedback so that you get something meaningful and something you can reuse without repeating the same feedback over and over again. You can do this through a quick form, using things like Google Forms, which is free, or even just a series of questions in an email. Either way, I would definitely recommend guiding people through some questions it boosts the chances of them responding because you've made it really easy for them and it gives you the type of feedback that shows the impact you make. So when crafting these questions, think about what kind of things potential clients would need to know in order to feel confident to work with you. Remember, this isn't about us. This is about our potential clients. So I know that as an English tutor, My clients would want to know how my students' confidence and motivation has increased through working with me and any results they've achieved. As a business mentor, my potential clients need to know how working with me has made being a business owner easier and the results they've achieved as well. So these are exactly what needs to guide my questions. And a top tip is to frame your questions in a way that will allow you to show a before and after. But a potential problem you could face is that people don't respond. They don't complete your form or answer your questions, even after you're followed up. And you don't want to be a nuisance. So you can do another thing. You can send emails that starts a conversation that will allow you to extract snippets that you can use in your marketing. For instance, perhaps one of my students has had an amazing moment in a lesson or a breakthrough. That positive moment is a perfect opportunity to send an email to a parent. But here's the important part. You need to ask them some questions to start that two-way dialogue that will give you material to use in your marketing. So I might message a parent telling them about this great achievement and then ask some directed questions like, have you noticed any improvement? Now, that's a really generic question that I just shared just because I wanted to show you an example. But I'd recommend making it specific based on what you're feeding back. So I emailed a parent the other day because her daughter had actually asked me for holiday homework. 
Now, just a few months ago, it was a battle for the parent to even get this student to sit down with homework. So this was a huge milestone. And when I emailed her, I asked, have you noticed any changes at home with how she's approaching homework? So my question was very much related to my feedback. Now, by having these conversations, you can extract snippets and use them as testimonials. I always ask people whether they'd mind me using their words and or I just keep it completely anonymous. There are, of course, lots of other ways to collect testimonials too. You could use websites like Trustpilot or encourage people to leave Google reviews or ones on your Facebook page. You can also ask for recommendations through LinkedIn. Although I have briefly done this in the past and I do ask for recommendations on LinkedIn, I personally like to collect testimonials in a much freer way, like through forms or emails, because... Firstly, it feels more personal and I found people are more likely to respond, especially for my tuition business. That's just my personal preference, but it goes without saying. If you can collect testimonials on more independent platforms like the ones I mentioned, it certainly adds weight. Now, when you have a bank of testimonials, how can you make them work hard for you so that they do some of the selling for you? Well, I'll start by what not to do, just because it's the most common thing I see. Don't just post a testimonial and say something like, this is why I love what I do. Don't get me wrong, that may attract some engagement and maybe even some interest, but this is all about making your testimonials work hard for you, so we want to make this even stronger. Remember what I mentioned earlier, this isn't about you, this is about what your potential clients need to know to have the confidence to buy from you. So one good idea is to use the testimonials to tell a story Humans are hardwired to engage with stories. It's why we watch films and read books and go through a roller coaster of emotions when we do. And the kind of stories you want to tell should be centered around the transformation that that client has made while working with you. Here are a couple of examples. I received a lovely email from a student and I shared a snippet on social media. Here's her story. I've been working with her for about three years and counting, and she's on a mission to prove that dyslexia doesn't have to hold you back. She is the hardest working person I know. In fact, in the past, I've set homework for her, which has simply contained the words, take a break. But her hard work and determination is paying off, which was demonstrated in this snippet of the email that I shared. Now, see how much more powerful that is than simply saying, this is why I find tutoring rewarding. That statement is about me. It's talking about how I feel about my job. A potential client isn't interested in how much I love my job. They're interested in what I can do for them. So that's exactly what I need my testimonial to illustrate. Another example, just to give you another idea of another style of story you could tell, is I received a message from a Tutors Mastermind member saying how she had been procrastinating about recording videos, but after our training and hearing about other people's experiences, she's just going for it and it feels like such a relief. She's no longer overthinking it and the members have given her the confidence to just do it. Now, I haven't used that message in any of my marketing yet, but instead of just telling her story, I could start with a question. Something like, Do you find it lonely running a business? Do you want to grow with people who get it? And then I could continue by fleshing out the meaning behind this testimonial. And by doing it this way, I'm starting by focusing my reader on the problem that they might be experiencing and then using the testimonial to illustrate how joining the mastermind will solve that problem. So there are just a couple of examples, but you can get creative with this. 
The main thing is that you want these kind words from clients to sell for you. And the only way to do that is by using them to target the problems your potential clients face and to demonstrate how working with you gives them a solution. And sure, they can infer that from the testimonial alone, but you want to use your writing skills to make the impact you're having stronger. Now, so far, I've talked about using testimonials for marketing content, but you can also use feedback to give people who are thinking of buying from you the confidence to take action. For instance, when I have discovery calls and someone is seriously interested in joining the Tutors Mastermind, I send them an information pack that summarises everything I've shown them about the Mastermind in our call. But embedded in that information pack are some testimonials from clients. Because people aren't necessarily scared of spending money, but people are more scared of making the wrong decision. So I want to make sure that they feel confident that the Mastermind is right for them. And what better way to help them make a decision than to show them what members are saying. So you could also use testimonials to make following up with clients really effective. And when it comes to testimonials, you don't just have to stick to a written format. If your clients agree to it, you can get video feedback. I got some with a past student who had come leaps and bounds and I asked her and her mum whether they'd mind recording something short for me um, so that I could use it to inspire other students. For the Mastermind, many of the members have left audio feedback, which I display on my website. If you want to see what this looks like, then just head over to tutorsmastermind.com. That's tutorsmastermind.com. So get creative and use testimonials in different ways so that you're continually showing people the impact you make instead of just telling them. Now, I promised a bonus, which is to use feedback to make what you offer stronger. I'll tell you a story. When I started the mastermind, I invited just five existing clients, people that I'd been working with on a one-to-one basis, to be founding members. I gave them a discount and in return, I asked for their help to shape the mastermind and they did that and more, quite honestly. And one of the ways they helped me was by filling out a feedback form after each session. I don't do that so much now because the members are pretty forthcoming, but at the start, that's what I used. And my style of questions were a little different. As much as I wished that they would say that everything was perfect, I knew I needed to hear about what wasn't working if I was going to make the mastermind as strong as it can be. So when we think about it, we create offers for our clients. Sure, we want it to be profitable for ourselves and we want to help people, but we can only do that if people buy what we're offering. So instead of making all the decisions ourselves and thinking of any improvements by ourselves, it's much better to hear from them. Now, that doesn't mean saying yes to every request. As I shared in episode 61, where I talked about starting and growing a membership, one of the great bits of feedback I received was that members were feeling overwhelmed because we were approaching a different topic per mastermind session. So we changed this to having monthly themes, which is a brilliant development. But on another occasion, I had half the group wanting me to stick to my style of making the sessions actionable and the other half wanting me to reserve time in a session to have some working time, so to speak. There really wasn't a compromise between the two, so I stuck to the style of training that I felt was effective and leaned into my style and I just accepted that I'm not going to be right for everyone. So when you're collecting feedback, you can use it to make your offer stronger because maybe you take the feedback as is, 
or you tweak the feedback. But getting that feedback doesn't mean you have to say yes to absolutely everything and say yes to every single request. But it's a very powerful way to make sure that your clients know that they are being listened to and that ultimately it's a two-way dialogue. It's not like you're the boss. With the mastermind, that feedback not only made my offer stronger, but it also made my discovery call stronger. Because even though I didn't change how I run the mastermind sessions, I knew that I had to make a point of showing people the style of training to expect. So customer feedback is really powerful. When we use them to tell stories about the impact we make on our clients, we give potential clients the confidence to buy from us or at least to reach out. And when we're open and honest about what might not be going so well, we can also use it to make what we offer stronger, which in turn attracts more people to what we offer. So I hope you've walked away with lots of ideas. And as always, thank you for listening and giving me your time. You'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.